0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm 5, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we're talking about ice baths. What is an ice bath and why is everyone talking about it? Oh yeah, uh, many athletes have used this
1: cold water immersion after something like an intense exercise workout in the belief that it speeds up bodily recovery. However, the internal physical processes are actually not that well understood. So usually an ice bath is done by uh, standing or sitting in a bucket or bath of very icy water. And so ice baths are a part of a broader treatment category known as cryotherapy. Cryo sounds like a Greek word. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Cryo is the Greek word for cold. And so cryotherapy therefore describes a variety of different treatments when cold
0: temperatures are used therapeutically. So tell us, how effective are ice baths? How much gain do you get for that pain?
1: <laughs> it's quite a lot of pain sometimes. So there are arguments on both sides. So uh, I'm sorry to say that we actually don't quite know conclusively. Studies and some scientific evidence supporting cold water immersion as part of an athletic training regimen remains rather inconclusive. Some studies suggest some mild benefits like reducing muscle damage and discomfort and alleviating delayed onset muscle soreness. But there's also some other studies that suggest that cold water baths may slow muscle growth and actually interfere with an overall training regimen. So there's plenty of vigorous, vigorous debate on this topic. Uh, and I'm sure lots more research is on the way. So we'll have to make sure to stay up to date on it. How did ice baths become
0: so popular in recent years? Uh, so basically a, n- a number
1: of prominent athletes have spoken about using ice baths in the recent years. And even right here in the podcast universe, we've had plenty of discussions about them. You know, podcasters like Joe Rogan and Dr. Andrew Huberman And Aubrey Marcus uh, definitely have put ice baths on like the pop cultural map. In terms of the athletic world, in 2002, a marathon runner, Paula Radcliffe, won the 10,000 meter at the European Championships and attributed her victory to the use of ice baths. Olympic swimmer Michael Phelps, you know, another athlete, has also talked extensively about using ice baths.
0: Ah, yes, that's relevant to the swimming episode we did just a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good one, uh, where we
1: asked why there are exactly four swimming strokes.
0: Yes, that was a fun episode. And then, of course, there was this ice bucket challenge, wasn't there, that must have added to the momentum.
1: Oh yes, yes, how could we forget? Uh, All the YouTubers and everyone got in on the act in the summer of 2014, feels like ancient history. So basically the ice bucket challenge uh, was this fundraising method for the nonprofit ALS Association, which raises money for research and public awareness of this disease called Lou Gehrig's disease. And the ice bucket challenge basically involved donors filming themselves getting doused with a whole bucket of ice cold water, and then challenging other donors to participate. Uh, in fact, it raised over $16 million over a 22 day period. So it was really successful as you know a viral campaign. And uh, on YouTube now, there have been instances of ice bathing as a extremely, you know, extreme bodily test by persons vying for things like endurance records. Uh, so if you're interested in that, you could check out this Dutch guy called uh, Wim Hof, otherwise known as the Ice Man. And doctors and scientists are generally still studying how some of these people can spend like an hour and a half submerged in an ice bath and survive. It's crazy.
0: So let's turn to the other end of the spectrum. Some people say you shouldn't take a hot shower right after a meal. Is there any truth to that?
1: Oh, so there is some truth to that, yes. There is a process known as uh, a hyperthermic action, which is stimulated in your body when you take a hot shower. So what happens is your internal body temperature goes up by a degree or two. Doesn't your body temperature also rise after a meal? Yes, precisely. So that's your body directing more blood flow to your digestive organs to help break down that meal. But the problem is that if you head straight into a hot shower afterwards, well, the blood that was going to be directed to help with digestion will
0: flow to other parts of the body instead. So you can say it's not ideal. Ah, okay. Another shower fact or myth question. Is it bad to take a hot shower after drinking alcohol?
1: Oh, for alcohol, kind of. It's like on the margin hot showers can cause some uh, dilation of your blood vessels, which could lead to alcohol being absorbed faster into your bloodstream, which can then also result in a quicker onset of, you know, drunkenness and all the other effects of alcohol. So a hot shower uh, can also add to the dehydrating effect of alcohol, since you
0: also do sweat a lot during a shower. And final shower myth. Is there a scientific reason not to shower during a thunderstorm? Oh
1: this one's interesting. So most people who say this have an image or like a fear in their minds of getting like an electrical shock from the lightning when they're showering. Uh, And it's one of those things that is theoretically possible but extremely extremely unlikely. Most houses have a drain pipe that runs straight to the roof where it vents uh, and this vent allows air into the drain to ensure a smooth flow of wastewater down without the vent the water would have to glug, and water you know just would not flow smoothly so this drain pipe it's either pvc in newer houses or metal in older houses but either way you know your plumbing is interconnected so it's not outside the realm of possibility that lightning could strike that vent travel down the pipes and through the water you're going to shower therefore giving you a shock and in those older houses with those metal pipes the possibility you could say is slightly greater but again, the possibility is so remote that it's extremely unlikely and nothing to worry about. I mean, you'd have a much greater chance that the power goes out or something and you injure yourself from slipping in a dark bathroom,
0: got it. to end, there is the one legitimate reason not to shower in a storm. It's got nothing to do with the risk of lightning injury, right, right. It actually has to do with sewage.
1: Um, what happens is that in many older cities, you know, including much of New York City, Uh, They use what's called a combined sewer system. And what this means is they treat stormwater and wastewater together. And so what happens during major storms is that uh, drainage systems can exceed capacity and overflow, therefore polluting the water thereby. And uh, even the, the New York City Department of Environmental Protection actually has a document that recommends you limit showers during a heavy storm.
0: Interesting. Did you learn something new? If you did, send us an email. We are at ELI5, the podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, especially when you have comments and suggestions for us. As always, thank you to the community at r slash explain like five. And we will see you all next week.